I think it's weird because York doesn't know to cancel my 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 account yet. They're like, oh, you still keep nope. signing in and using your Google Drive. Are you are you there? It's like technically you haven't graduated yet either. So I mean, are you are you still a student or not? Because York, as soon as you're done, they'll cancel your account like that. Like there's no- oh yeah yeah mine got next this was like the second they gave me the uh, piece of paper. <laughs> 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 yeah, they're they're just like no, you're not on our Wi-Fi. You're not on our on our, any of our benefits anymore. You're, you're bye bye. Like yeah, but please send us some money. Yeah, yeah. Please yeah. donate. Don't forget to donate. donate. Yeah. <laughs> what are we what are we talking about? Give us some money. Come on. Yes, our. Po- I'm sorry. You done talking? Thanks. Uh, welcome to I Went to Film School, the podcast about film school and life after film school. I'm joined by my co-host Moss. Moss, you want to introduce yourself and the guest? What's up? It's your boy. Um, no, hey everyone, it's Anthony, and uh, I have brought today with you one of my favorite friends and uh, and colleagues who we 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 didn't meet actually at film school well i guess we technically met on campus a few times but like we met working at a different place but this is jesse doyle jesse you want to introduce yourself what, what you did uh i um hi i'm jesse <laughs> i uh i went to film school i went to seneca college for their um television and media production program so uh yeah like little kid film school i guess you can call it <laughs> It's not, like, no, it, it's legit. It's okay. if it's if it's a post secondary place where they're teaching you how to make film, it's film school. Don't downgrade it. Okay. I, I mean, pardon me. It's just I went to <laughs> It's just that film elitism, right? Yeah, exactly. As long as we just that's the whole point of film, making making sure others know you're better than them. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, of course it is. <laughs> Okay, uh, me- so, media is just a hierarchy you know there's just there's good people in media and then there's the lower people no. <laughs> everyone else um so how many years how long was that program at seneca uh, it was two years two two years yeah so when did you finish it like uh i finished it would have been pretty sure about a year ago actually i think 2019 was like my first full year out of school. Okay, fair. So that's so were you graduate so wait, you graduated 2019, like June 2019? Uh June 2018. Okay, so literally the exact same time Moss and I technically like finished our undergrad anyway. Yeah. I mean, Moss went back there because he likes to inflict pain on himself, but you know <laughs> he's always been one to love to suffer. Yeah, exactly. That's it's it's just my inner masochism it's i what can i do you know it's like i I haven't had enough (laughs) okay so just to give context to like where you guys so where did you guys meet like exactly where like what job were you working if if you didn't technically meet on like on campus oh it it was uh they were I think like we shared like at least five or six excruciating i mean love loving summers (laughs) at uh, or i guess seasons Yeah, Canada's Wonderland. That's right. Yeah. Or oh. I, guess, I don't know. Are we allowed to even? Is is that illegal? Should we? No, no, I don't Canada's know. Wonderland. We're not like defaming them. No, no, wow. no, I know. I don't know. It's weird because I've always seen people. They'll be like, when I worked at the theme park, like they they don't even like to say that they were. It's very weird. I don't know. Really? 
Yeah. I'll just say it. I don't care. I fucking worked there a <laughs> summer too. It was a lot. Uh, so Jesse, did you also draw caricatures? Like uh, no, no. I was one of the um everybody's favorite group of people who stand at the front and ask you to take very annoying pictures. Front gate photo. I was a front, front gate, gate photo. photo. Your front gate, that was a position, front gate photos? Yeah. I knew front gate was a position, but like specifically you took pictures? Yep. I was one of those lovely people who would ask you to stand with your back to the mountain and then take a picture of you and then try to sell it to you later. Oh my God. You were like a Times Square guy wandering around in a, but I guess minus the costume. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. I didn't know. I genuinely didn't know that was the thing. Cause I, I worked just this is such a tangent, but we'll keep it brief. I worked at Wonderland as a rides operator. So I never went in the front gate. I was one in their weird side entrance. Oh yeah. But like I knew, I knew front gate. I knew the front gate people had to like not frisk them, but like you couldn't bring any food or whatever, right? I didn't know there was like literally just front gate photography position. Oh yeah, there were. Did you pursue that originally because you wanted to like take pictures and it was something to do with photography, or? Uh, no, I I needed the job, and <laughs> lucky for me, they uh, hired me. So I spent the next five summers i think asking people to take photos dear lord were like people nice when uh the yeah, people you get a couple really nice people and then you get a couple not so nice people but i don't know most of the time it's more or less people are just like oh okay you can take my photo and then you never see them again yeah good call all right, fair. So, okay, so you went to the Senate. What was the program called at Seneca again? Uh, television, production, and media, or I don't know. They, they, I can't honestly remember, but I know like they changed the name at one point, I think, where it was just television production, and then they put media in there, or the media out of there, and just called the television. I don't know. Okay, so when making the decision to go to Seneca specifically for film school, were you like stuck between a few of them? Did Seneca's program like intrigue you? Uh, it, it definitely did. Like they were at the time regarded as like one of the best like television side of like colleges. And I knew it was going to be at, at the York campus and I was familiar with it. So I was like, you know what? I really don't want to like sit in an office every day for the rest of my life. I kind of want to do something a little bit more creative and fun. So I figured I'm familiar with it. Let's give it a shot. If I get in, I get in. If I don't, I'll just figure something else out and lucky for me i got in what was the application process uh it was very very simple i kind of just applied and then i ticked a little box that said i had a degree and <laughs> they, oh, so, you had a, so you had a degree before this yeah i have a i have a ba in history so oh i didn't know okay boss didn't tell me a goddamn thing okay also <laughs> like i'm like trying to come into this being like i'm gonna know more about like I, I called moss the other day i'm like okay what program what was the name of the program jesse went to at seneca and moss like i don't know like, we're gonna, like i don't know now like fuck i didn't know you did a b god damn. okay sorry all right okay so, also yeah, wait to be fair you to have a <laughs> So it requires you to have a degree beforehand. Do they require like a four-year degree? Like how strict and which degree? And I'm just curious. I'm like, oh, they, they didn't require a degree at all. It's just, I had one. So I guess I was better, like 
more appealing than the like kids coming out of high school. So they that's were fair. Like, I if I hadn't gone if I hadn't gone into York, I would have done a BA in history at probably U of O, like University mm-hmm. of Ottawa, because I was living there. Anyway, so where did you do your BA in history? York. Oh, fair. Yeah. All right. I guess that I guess that tracks. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, yeah, thanks, Moss. I didn't know you already had a BA in history. Jesus, Moss. Sorry, Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so also, Jesse, this is this is going to just sound bad. I, I also kind of forgot that you had a BA in history. But now that you remind me of that, you refresh my memory. I remember the t- <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I remember the times that we would meet on campus and stuff at York all the time. And it was uh, it, it was really funny because um, you were one of the only guys who at Wonderland, like we would actually like 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 we would actually talk and like actually communicate and stuff and we became quite good so then seeing you on campus was just like a relief it's like oh my god the the, people exist outside of that hellscape you know it's not just like wonderland is this like weird absorbing place it was like no no no, like real people it's it's i don't know uh but we we had yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that with with taught by george lucas of all people isn't that isn't that fast yeah yeah uh no name George Lucas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no name George is gone. Yeah, he's uh, he's that 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 that, that class too was. Um, Which class is this? I missed it. Sorry. Um, it was like it was like a film. I think history class, right? Yeah, like I believe it was called film, film television, and I think American Society or something, or just Society. I, I've yeah, film yeah. television Society. Yeah, I think something along those lines. Yeah. I remember I got mad because um, I wanted the TA named Dragon. <laughs> and I didn't get him. <laughs> My friends did. <laughs> yeah, the, the TA lists, like whenever you 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 get a new class and you just you look at like all the options for the TAs, like I, I would always just click like I, I would always just click maybe like the first one or the one that like worked most conveniently in my timeline. But there's a certain point where you're like, hmm, that's a funny yeah. name. I want <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Okay, um, so going back to Seneca Film School. So it was a two-year program. What, give us like kind of an overview of what was covered in your first year or what like the assignments were, what like courses were like. You know, again, that you can go into as much detail as you want, but yeah, give us some type of overview. Um, our first year was really basic. We had like, um, we had camera classes where it was kind of really basic, like here, like here are cameras, here's, how they work. Let's talk about frame rates and and all that stuff and um, like aperture and all that fun stuff. Um, we had writing classes that were kind of like like they taught us how to write um, interviews in the sense of if we were doing like um, like if we were working for news stations or if we were going to make documentaries, like how to actually write those things down and like. Like how to structure an interview or? Yeah, yeah. Like how like how to get your questions flowing properly and to like get a question that you know you'll get an answer that will lead into a new question that maybe you didn't think of. Um, we had editing sounds- classes too. So like our first, year, yeah, Sorry, our, our first year, we like we learned how to edit on, on Premiere. We had, um, we had like a live studio class where we learned how to like operate in like a live studio environment. So if we were doing like news or sports or game shows, stuff like that, we learned how to do. Hmm. Trying to think what else we had. 
yeah, it was, it was that's pretty cool. That that's kind of the gist of it. It got a little bit more like widespread in the second year when we started to get like, I guess, more. Did you like streamline into specific, like orient yourself towards courses that were more specific to what you wanted to do? Like in terms of like, did like people who wanted to like sort of work behind the camera start taking more like photography courses in that sense, or was it more even more general and more? We we actually didn't get to pick what courses we had. We we got to pick. I think our last semester we got to pick either we wanted to do a like more advanced creative writing class or like an advanced graphics class to where like we would screw around with like 3D Studio Max and really build like elaborate like animations that you could then put in and. I've just always been one of those people who's like, um, you can't really teach a person to write. You're either kind of good at it or you're not. Yeah. Like you can't teach somebody to be more creative. It's kind of up to them to figure out what they like and what they want to explore. You can't just be like, well, we're going to write about um, superheroes today. And if you don't like superheroes, learn to like superheroes today. So I, I went with the graphics class. That's fair. Your pick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that sounds way more fucking useful than my degree. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't, also I'm, not what I was like, I'm not trying to a jab at you. I'm serious. No, um, like we had some really cool classes. Like we, we had classes that were dedicated to like production management. So like good. on like pre-production management, like this is what you're going to have to like go through. So your documents, you're going to have to like learn um, we learned about music releases and how to like actually contact people to file for like a music release or any form of media release that we wanted to use in our stuff, um, which was like incredible and like going through a script and finding out exactly like the props you need, the actors you need, the locations you need, and like doing all that. And the camera classes got went from like camera one to camera two to camera three to like the cinematography where we actually started to like really get in depth with like actually talking yeah, actually about like making instead of just talking about like here's how you do an interview for the news that was the one moss you took that course too but that was the one that was at least in my experience i'll keep it brief um that was the closest i could get to taking a production course in my film degree because as a screenwriting student basically at york as a screenwriting undergrad you're not allowed to jump over into production courses but i did take the entry level production planning and management course. So I learned a little bit of what you're talking about in terms of at least like contracts and shit. A mm-hmm. tiny, tiny bit in terms of like union and like releases and, you know, call sheets, et cetera. Anyway, because um, Molly, she took that course, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I remember like breaking down a script and stuff and like yeah. a, a few of like the, the kind of useful thing to learn too. Well, one of Yeah, them. yeah. Easily. I mean, it's funny because that, that class, it, or at least like, I don't know, for, though. It sounds like Jesse. It sounds like your class was it like included even more utility than some of the kind of like business production management oriented classes that we got at York, because um, I remember there was like it, perhaps it was also just York being like an evolving clusterfuck. But there would be years where like we would have a class and our professor would be like, "Yeah, this is going to be great. We have like several guests lined up, like real people from the industry." And then there's a strike or. <laughs> you know <laughs> and and you know that class is completely gone forever and so it sounds like you, you instead of like having very time-based guest-based opportunities 
mm-hmm. you got like r- like it seems like really practical information and like really uh and they kind of I, i'm i almost like i guess it makes more sense since it's a two-year program but they pretty well just laid it out for you like except for a few choices mm-hmm. this is what yeah. you're doing right yeah I, I like that fact of it where it was kind of like you get on the train and then the train doesn't stop until we're at the end and you can't really get off like you can't start branching and get yourself down a rabbit hole where you like it at the beginning and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to be a writer whereas more it's more or less like you're going to write a couple scripts if they suck you're never going to do it again if you like it now you know how to do it a little bit better and you can do it when you're out of school yeah okay good sorry i don't know if you can hear this i am but like i think i live below a fucking horse because my neighbors are going nuts upstairs <laughs> i can't hear it though. don't worry yeah i, 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 I also can't hear it <laughs> anyway, but we're including um, that i'm not cutting that part out go on <laughs> uh, that was it's funny jesse that was my next question is whether or not you like the fact that there was like a limit of choices but like yeah i can see why you like that i would have liked it too i mean if anything that was just my issue with my degree was that like i watched that really much about screenwriting i have some samples However, again, I was never allowed to take these production courses. So, like, I can never got, like, I would have liked to take, like, some editing courses or a few editing courses or a sound course so I could possibly have the abilities to, like, get on set and, like, do location sound or a little bit more about post sound. Anyway, um, so I have another question. So, okay, that being said, what was your, what do you think your favorite course was? Like, your favorite course that you took at Seneca and why? And, um, was there any like huge lesson you walked away with from said course, like about filmmaking or about like what you want to do with your career in filmmaking? Um, there, like, things at you, but... Oh, wow. That's, that's really tough. Um, just start with your favorite course. I, I, I guess I'll just probably say that like my favorite course was probably just like my camera courses throughout the whole time I was there. Cause that's when we like really got, like down and dirty and it's like every day you got a camera in your hand you're you're like you're doing setups you're filming things you're moving around the campus those were definitely my favorites and then like it kind of led to me being like i know how to use a camera i'm very comfortable with a camera but i prefer the idea of like storytelling and i don't feel i necessarily need to be on the camera to do that i kind of got away I kind of got the feeling that I want to be a director. I want to, I want to influence the story more than just being the guy on the camera. And that, that was my biggest takeaway from it. Like the camera courses really helped me learn about like how to shape a story with a camera and then how to take that small element and then expand it even more into like into the bigger scale scope of the story if that makes any sense or it I'm does mm-hmm. okay. how many camera courses did you take uh like, we, the years? uh we had we had four so it's like each each semester you had a you had a different different film or different camera course and then like each one got more and more like elaborate and we changed cameras a bit too so it was like the first year we were shooting on like not very nice like Panasonic cameras that are basically like I don't know something your dad would buy to film like his golf videos and the family right. the family opening their Christmas gifts and then we got into like the 
um, like the um, second second semester and third, we were dealing with um, like actual like Canon like cinematography cameras like C200 and 100 and 300. I think we had, and then by the time we got to our fourth semester, the school had um, opened up their pockets, and we managed to get a hold of. Uh, That's a pretty the, rare thing for a fucking school to do. Well, yeah. Well, they didn't buy anything; they just rented. Uh, they managed to to score a deal to rent uh, a set of Alexas, and then I got to, we got to like we got to use those like in class. We never got to take them out and use them, but we had the guy from Ari come in and give us like a crash course on how they work and like what's up with it. So that was that was really sick because then you got the feeling like, oh, if I'm gonna do this like for a career, this is more than likely like what I'll see every day, which was, mm -hmm. I thought was wicked. That's makes sense. Did they ever force you to record on, like, did they ever force you to actually use film? Uh, no, no, we never actually did any like actual like film work where we would use like celluloid mainly because that was just probably like the school would be like, there's no way we're going to let these kids ruin exactly. ruin this much money for for a terrible oh. terrible assignment. York didn't York didn't have any fucking issue with that. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's, awesome. what, that's what I was just about to say. Like York York was York was there being like, oh no no no, these kids are about to ruin some expensive film. We're <laughs> so we're gonna let them and we're gonna make them pay for it. We're gonna sit back and watch the chaos. Uh, did Jesse, did, did, did Moss tell you like what, uh, well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to take it back to us, but I'll briefly, did Moss tell you like what York made, uh, used to make production students do in first year? No, not at all. So, and, um, that was, so in first year I was allowed, that was the only production of course I was allowed to take was like, it was like intro to short filmmaking or something, something even more rudimentary than that. But the whole, the whole issue is that the, it was a one semester course and it culminated with you having to make a five minute short film. But you shot, but they made you shoot on Bolex, like on a Bolex camera. Do you know what that is? Because I barely know what that is, even as I'm saying this. Yeah. And it, yeah, it was, it was like an old camera. Like you wind up, you feed film through it. They taught us how to use it. We had to like get certified to even like, even like rent it or borrow it from the equipment room. Anyway, but it was, uh, it cost a lot of money because we had to pay for the film ourselves and the development of said film ourselves. Um, and... It was like it was like in the end, like each roll was two and a half minutes, but the combination of buying it and the, and developing it was seventy five dollars for two and a half minutes. And I think, yeah. So anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to a little tangent there, but yes, glad they never made you do that. I mean, I guess it's good that you get kind of a you kind of get the the hardcore lesson of how important like how important it is to make sure you know what you're doing and to make sure everybody else knows what they're doing. That was their rehearse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was like the ideal lesson there, right? That like, we've got like, Oh, we're going to make these guys understand like how important it is to like nail a shot because when you're shooting on like film stock, it's very, very different than like, you know, as many takes as you want on some SSD or SD card or however. Right. Yeah, but it's like, but it's so stupid though. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, or I, I don't know. I, I think it's really good to have that option because I understand in a film program, there's going to be a lot of people who really want that aspect of it. I get that. And that's totally fair, but to, to force it 
or not to force it, but to like make it part of your course curriculum and to not even, and I do think that it's become a little different now, even at York, because it was even worse before we got there. Because I think it was like the first and second year you had to do full X work. It was almost all, yeah, or something along those lines. Like, Well, that was different. Okay. Okay. Like, you're right. That's what they were trying to teach you was like, because I remember in my course, they were like, I want to see a shot list from you. You have to pick a take to shot ratio. Tell me what that is. Blah, 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 blah. In second year, what the whole thing was is that like, and I, I was cut off from this, Moss. I only, you and I only know about this because of like our friends in production that they had to right. use a bullet for the alt film they had to make. They had to make an alternative like experimental. Oh, right. For that, they specifically had to use a bullet, which I understand the purpose of using a bullet there more than I do because now, nowadays, they don't, I think the bullet is only optional for first year students now if they use it at all because like they could have just given us digi- some other digital camera and said, you have to have a shot list. That's part of the assignment. You have to have a take to shot ratio. You have to tell me what that take to shot ratio is. You have, to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Sorry. No, no, it makes complete sense. Like, if you're gonna, like, to me, if you're gonna make people shoot on film, you gotta at least be like, we're gonna give you like, here's a couple roles. We'll give you free, and mm-hmm. if you want more or you screw up, you have the option to to buy it to like reshoot something if it didn't work or anything but to just be like oh here's here's the immediate pay gate like right off the bat like oh york didn't care at all they yeah it was ridiculous (laughs) it was god i mean i'm kind of like looking it's like years ago so i don't care now but like looking back on the experience the one thing i'm glad about is that like it was cool to use a bull x and be able to complain about it and what the crappy short yeah the not so great short film i did make with someone else uh it looks pretty once we we got our lighting set for a, a good at least, at least like 60 percent of the shots the lighting worked and it looked pretty in black and white so there I, yeah I, one thing i was gonna say is um it's interesting jesse hearing uh you mentioned that like you had like an RE kind of technician give you workshops and stuff and like, or, or at least even one workshop or, or some kind of thing. And, um, and where there, in, at least in my experience, from what I've heard, there's other, and not just York, but the plenty of film schools, they'll have things like red ones or red, even like red epics and like really kind of crazy expensive cameras, but cameras that really do require like a lot of preamble and a lot of like setup. And you have to really understand what you're doing. Um, but they don't teach those kinds of things. So it's, it's actually really great that like you even got that because I've heard that there's some places that like, it's like, Oh yeah, here's a Canon C300 Mark II. Um, here you go. (laughs) Just give you the Pelican case. And you're like, sweet. This is (laughs) like, what are you going to, I don't know. I've heard that there's some production classes that don't, cause you know, they, they really want to be more focused on like the theoretical, like the listen, like technology is going to change, but the theory behind filmmaking won't. So that's what we're going to teach you. And that's good. But at a certain level, you do have to teach technological specifics. So yeah. it's really good that like you got that, right? Oh, like even with the like the Canon cameras, like we had to do like camera tests. Those were assignments. Like we had to go in and do practical camera tests where like they'd be like, where's this button? How do you do this? Like, and then we even had a camera test where it was like, you have to do like a quick little, a quick little setup and film it at this frame rate and all of this stuff. And like you get there and the camera is completely screwed up. Like 
your frame rate is nowhere near where you need it to be and everything is just crazy and you have to basically get to where they want you to be and they taught us how to do that and it's exactly what you said like i i prefer that and i like that i got that experience to be like here's the camera here's how to actually use it from mm-hmm. grassroots yeah. level where no matter no matter what if somebody gives you this thing you'll immediately be like i know how to i know how to use it and instead of being like oh i only like i only know how to hit the one button and if it doesn't work <laughs> i'm in big trouble <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah cuz i mean even if you get like the general knowledge framework of like a specific re alexa model or whatever camera it is let's say you go on a film set and like it's a newer Alexa or it's a newer Canon C300 or whatever it is, you at least know a little bit. It's like, oh, okay. So like, where's, you know, what is, uh, where's the XLR or like, where's the, you know, you, you have like inputs that you can at least look for. You have like, it's like, oh, these are the menus that are kind of like the 60D or whatever it is. At least you have some kind of intuition from there that you're given a little bit of information that you can work with versus some people it's like yeah i just kind of know how to direct more than like you know the specifics of the (laughs) all the pas were like actually i'm a director yeah (laughs) as they hand the the second they see their coffee they're like actually i'm kind of more kind of more theoretical but you know (laughs) okay i have another question and yeah we should have time yeah it's uh, six minutes Uh, so Jess, you mentioned like you liked getting like you like the hands-on aspect of these camera courses, and you like the fact that you said like what well, every lesson what or every almost every lesson was like a different setup, and you had to learn how to do like X, Y, and Z. Do you give us an example of like a really useful one specifically from one of these camera courses? You don't have to like give it to us word for word, but like something like just what the setup was and why it was, and like what you learned and why it was useful or what you had to do. Uh, oof, yeah, great one. We got to. I remember I, I walked in one day. And I asked, I asked my like prop, I was like, I want to learn how to film properly at night. Like at next like the screenplay calls for exterior at night. Yeah, like outside at night. Like I want to learn how to do that properly, how to light it properly so it just doesn't look like we're blaring lights at somebody just to make it look good. Like I want to make it look like natural. And Lucky for me, he was like, I've been thinking about doing this. So one of our, one of our like whole classes was like, we were outside in the cold doing multiple like outside setups. Like one was just like a normal conversation with two people. And then we learned, we learned how to light it properly and then how to like kind of get away with little things to put more light to make it better to like hide lights and make them seem like they're more practical. Like this is someone's porch light that's in the background mind you like it isn't but it makes it look cooler and we got to do um like an outside car setup where it's like a stationary car but we made it look like it was moving like shaking the bumper and moving the lights in the background to make it look like cars are going everywhere like that was a huge takeaway for me because then it was like i can go now in my own work and have real nighttime setups and have people look at them and be like, Oh dude, this was, this is legit. This looks really good. And like, I don't know if you guys ever got anything like that, but in the fact that it was in the cold too. So we're like, this whole thing was like, we're doing it in the cold. We're going to pick the coldest day and we're going to go and we're going to do it. 
that way again you guys will know it's not always going to be sunshine and roses when you're out there a lot of the times it's going to be like it's minus 30 like bulk up suck it up this is what you want to do for for a living put some heating pads in your fucking boots and exactly buy a good coat uh yeah i remember i quickly learned in like halfway through my degree at least in terms of like writing screenplays that i actually wanted to like produce to never write the fucking word exterior night or i have exterior night and that was just i still oh that being said i was on i was a production manager on a goddamn set where it was it was for three or four days of shooting all overnights outside in like november and uh, luckily, I didn't have to handle the setups. I was just there to make sure no one died and that we were like allowed to be on the property, which we were. Mm-hmm. No one did. But uh, yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, no, I would have loved to like actually learn like the different setups. So at least like in my, like you said, in my own work, I'm not completely hiccuped at the fact that they have to like possibly be driving in a car at night or, you know what I mean? At yeah. this point, I wouldn't write it with Kimmler. Okay, so what do you think is like the least useful thing? that Seneca tried to push in your film education that you think like, I don't know, you just didn't, you maybe didn't think much of it then, but also now like everything hasn't ever helped you. And you just think you like pushing that with one course or the curriculum in general was like a little bit of a waste. Um, if anything comes to mind at all. We had, we had one, we had like one course that, that dealt with like mobile like app design that really didn't fit in with anything and i felt it was like super niche like even from like a writing standpoint like we had to make up a show and like build this whole like mobile and like like mobile like app for it and a website for it to me i just felt like i was like i don't feel like anybody in this room is going to do that because I feel like there's so much more like specialization that you like need to learn about that. Because like even still, it's like oh, we're gonna teach you how to make a WordPress. It's kind of like you're not gonna use WordPress like anywhere. Like you, you kind of have to have like a basic understanding of how to code if you're gonna make a real website for any real project you're gonna do. So I was kind of just like, I don't really feel like this is all that important. And you kind of got the feel for everybody like in program as a whole was kind of like oh man like it's wednesday afternoon you know what that means so i just felt like i was kind of like that's funny technically we have a wordpress for this podcast that i don't i don't fucking link anyone to no i'm not insult, i'm not mad at you or insulting wordpress i we, we technically have to have it to like it just it came with our podcast hosting and we and like that's how and that's just been the general just posting on this website that I don't give anybody the fucking link to because it looks like crap and I actually haven't done anything with it. It's how the second I post there though it goes it goes to all the medium, like goes to Spotify, Google, whatever, Apple. Anyway. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, fair. That's what was the purpose of this was the court was the purpose they were trying to push like here's how to design an app or just here's how to like orient an app and a website to this imaginary show. I think it really came down to just being them trying to give us as many options to find work when we were done. Okay. Where it was just like, here's another thing you can do. We're giving you all these options. Take all these options. Complete fucking opposite of York. Here's at least in screenwriting, it was like, here, here are no options. And don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Like you'll get a job in the Canadian film industry, I promise. Blah blah blah. Sorry. Um 
Well, I mean, to be fair, I think that may that might speak to the kind of technical differences between like many colleges and universities, which is that universities seem to prioritize kind of the more theoretical, academic, uh, in my opinion, kind of, you know, verging on useless, uh, <laughs> um, like. Yeah uh skill set which you know i mean i'm also someone who's benefited a lot from so it's funny like you know oh yeah anthony like hypocrite but still like you know but college tends to usually prioritize more hands-on work more practical information more like utilitarian uh education right so um i mean i don't know would you would you attest to that jesse do you think oh yeah for sure 100 percent. like every like every class was here's how you do it. Hmm. Go do it. Like, I think like I would have loved for like my editing classes. If part of the class would have been like, instead of just being like, okay, here's this thing. Here's your, what you filmed in your camera class now edit it together. And that's your editing assignment. Like I would have loved for it to be like, like a little bit more like of the theory of just editing to begin with where it's like, Hmm. so let's go and take a look at a Hitchcock film and learn how important a cut is. Right. Right. How how to story tell in the edit suite, because like, that's just something that we didn't learn. And I don't know if like you guys kind of got like something like that, where it's like, here's how to build suspense with just editing how we're cutting, what we're cutting to, what we're cutting back to and all this other stuff, which I had to learn by myself and like either listening to podcasts, watching interviews with directors and editors who are like, Oh dude, this is all editing room. Like it has, the story doesn't really build the suspense here. The camera work doesn't, that's the editor just going off. Yeah. sweet being like oh boys buckle your seatbelts we're going for a ride here <laughs> and like i wish i had that same on the camera side like i wish we kind of got to break things down more whereas like okay like we're just not gonna have like hands-on class today we're gonna have more of a lecture and we're gonna really go in depth into like camera movements and how to use them properly like in quotes how everybody tells you to and then how to use it in a non-conventional way instead of just being like this is how you move the camera and then we all <laughs> do it but that's yeah. i think what you were talking about with the editing thing and i can't <laughs> i i think in our program like production students who got to take like editing one two or whatever they did get taught what you're talking about at least in terms of Am I wrong, boss? Don't you think they got taught? Because at that point, it was the upper your courses, right? I mean, I, I mean, wasn't there, there, but yeah, they, from from what I think, um, some of our friends, well, yeah, like uh, what what some of us, what what I was told Ryan, is that they they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan's a good example. Like he basically said, like, yeah, the, 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 it's kind of theory, but he's still also like, what weren't they kind of taught like? Final Cut 7 and stuff though for a bit or is that just what like the editing suites had like it was good. I'm just saying they touched on the theory I'm not like praising York don't get me don't put words in my mouth but right 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 okay uh, sorry no but I hear you say okay so what editing software were you taught on Jesse uh, Premier? Uh, our first our first year so our first two semesters was Premier 
and we kind of got the we got the crash course on that. And then uh, three and four semester, we moved over to Avid. Wow, you guys actually learned Avid? That's so, yo, I don't even think edit like the the advanced at uh, York did that. That's that's really useful because that's a different yeah. editing set. That's hard to learn. That it was straight up like semester three was like basic like Avid, and then semester four was like full on. Here's like here's a full on like Avid. Like what is it? Oh my god, it just sounds so bad. It's like not symphony. Oh, yeah. The it's like a timeline, but it, what's it called? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like the the like beefy like here's like you're going into it now like the full media composer of. or what I don't know what it's called. But yeah, yeah I, I can't remember. All I know is we used to get told that the the, the suites they built were almost a million dollars a piece, and don't bring any food in there. <laughs> or you're gonna get yelled at. That's True. fair. But the oh, thing yeah. that bugged me the most is like they were like they wanted to paint the walls red. Like where behind the screens, they wanted to paint the walls oh. red. Okay. And I was okay. Like, okay. Okay. Cool. So I'm gonna stare at a red wall, and then luckily my my like editing teacher was like, uh, no, 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 no colors at all. Everything's gonna be gray. Paint it all gray. <laughs> Just imagine color correcting with a big red wall. <laughs> okay. So now I have another, we're going to like move off this a tiny bit. Uh, so what is your, since uh, finishing at Seneca, what has your job experience been like in the film industry? Have you worked in the film industry? Uh, I got to work like on a full fledged, like actual movie set. I got to work on uh, basically call it a Hallmark movie. Okay, that's one. Do you know a title by any chance? Oh, I cannot remember, which is terrible because I'm in the credits. Yeah, it's a Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just about to say it's like that's fair. I mean, like, <laughs> good. Uh, where did it, did it shoot in Toronto or did it shoot like in Hamilton? Hamilton, and like I only got to PA. Dude, that's uh, still fucking. Yeah, awesome. that's not bad. That's a, that counts as a fucking job in the film industry. Yeah, I was there. I was there for the Hallmark. <laughs> Uh, when, when did you, when were you on the Hallmark set? Cause it might've been for the company I worked for if it shot in Hamilton. Uh, it would have been, it would have been my first, it would have been that summer, like out of summer 2019. Uh, 18. I can't remember. Summer 2018. Yeah. I think it was 18. It wasn't 19. I don't know. I, I honestly can't remember, but lucky for me, I knew, uh, I knew a guy, I knew one of the producers because he had helped me with my internship. And then I knew another guy who was uh, basically hooking up the set with the food. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was, <laughs> I knew the guy doing the, helping with the food and he was like, oh, I'll put a good word in for you. Um, that's nice. That's good. Okay. So have you done anything? Have you worked in the camera department in the, on any sets? Uh, no. I mean, I'm, I think that that's a lie. Like I've, I've done my own little productions where I've been every department. Yeah. That's nice. Fair. But ultimately not like really anything more or less like the, the professional, I guess you well, I'm a professional, but the like money-making professional business. Okay. Fair. Um, 
what would your like okay like, hypothetically like let's say i know it's covid and this isn't like an option to go on a film set right now i don't think it, at least on ontario i don't think right now uh hypothetically world where that was like that's not an issue like what would your go-to entry like what would your dream entry-level position be like in a camera department on a feature film or even a series uh like i would like to be honest i would love like entry level like i'd love to get into like i'd love to be an ad just to start like really something in like the ad like the pre-prod or like production office department i I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like bewildered and trying to give you shit. I'm just wondering. No, no. Like I would, I would, yeah, I'd love to do that. But ultimately like I want to be a director. Like, I want to right. tell my stories and like, I'd be an AD. I'd, I'd be the guy sitting on the corner telling everybody it's a mayonnaise commercial. Like, <laughs> like I don't, that, that, that's my, like, that would be my like dream entry. And then like, ultimately I'd, I'd love to be, I'd love to be a director. I'd love to be telling stories and like corrupting people's minds with my sick, twisted storytelling that I like. Sure. To, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried to like get office PA jobs? Yeah, like I, I tried my hardest. Yeah. And then as soon as I started to get like a little bit of traction, the, the world decided it was time to, to hit that pause button pretty hard. Well, yep. Can I ask what traction you got? You don't have to name anything specific, but like, did somebody mail you back or? Uh, I, I managed to get like a couple contacts for boy. We got lucky to like my teacher. One of my teachers gave me uh, the name of one of the guys he used to work with. And he only does horror movies. And that's what I wanted to get into. And like, I try, I, I managed to get to talk to him and then I had to do an internship with school. And I managed to, stay in contact with them we've asked a couple times okay let's talk about the opening so, so wait okay going back to the internship thing you mentioned was that a mandatory thing for seneca's program yeah mandatory we have to do a hundred hour internship wow hundred hours yeah did they help hook you up or is it more like go fucking find something go find something hmm. okay, so what was your internship uh i worked with a company called uh which was a, a Toronto, like a small Toronto based, like, I guess you can almost say like distributor more or less because they, they would, they would help with pre-production and production stuff. But ultimately they were more like back end. Like I got to work with, uh, I got to work with the editor who was there. who was also like a vice president and like we cut movie trailers and TV spots and stuff like that for very Canadian movies. Like Canadian indie movies, and um, I also like got to be in a couple meetings that I should not have been allowed in, where it's like guys yelling at each other about like distribution and trying to sell like movie rights and arguing about who to put on the poster because the actor isn't very good looking and oh wow like and how important festival tags are like if you can get a, a festival tag like it doesn't matter where it's from as long as people see those those little branches they were like oh we have to see this this is important and i got to learn about all the film festivals that are out there like the newest film festival there was a whole day discussion of whether or not we put that on a trailer do we let the newest film festival get on the trailer 
My boss was like, it's a film festival, and the dude who's in charge of selling was like, if I see that on the trailer, I'm going to walk in here and smash the computer. Because <laughs> that's a death wish. I can't sell that to anybody. Got on there, they sold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's good. Expectations were crushed, you know? That's that's what real film does. It <laughs> changes the changes perspectives. That's funny. <laughs> Changes markets, man. That's, yeah, like I partly worked at the company I worked for that made Hallmark Christmas movies. I'll keep it brief because I don't want to talk about them that much. But um, (laughs) part of, towards the end, my whole, the majority of my job was distribution because like they make Hallmark movies, but like every, like um, at least the Canadian rights, five years after the fact, they would come back to us. So I'd like, essentially my job is emailing these networks and being like, Hey, you want some like five-year-old Hallmark Christmas movie to slap on your screen in December? Like, come on, like, come on, come on, come on, work with us. And like, sometimes they liked it. Some of it anyway, but, but part of it, one funny thing is that like, while this company made the movie for Hallmark, um, Hallmark handles everything else, like the posters and like the stills and like the promotional image stuff they wanted. But when we sold these Canadian rights, these Canadian networks, these Canadian networks would be like, Hey, like I want, I want posters. I want this, and like we didn't have any of that. And I can't just go and pull hallmarks because that belongs to Hallmark. I can't okay. do that. So I'd have like these sad interns that'd be like, I need you to go through this Google Drive of stills that we own and have from our own purposes, and just Photoshop a poster. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes it worked. Eventually, we got the Canadian. We could told the Canadian works. We didn't do that. They'd have to lift it from their own purposes from the movie itself, and they did. But. <laughs> And that's like as brief, like I have like more stories, but like that's like a very brief overview. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack it there, but you know, they're like ultimately, I'd say like the internship was one of my like coolest things because I got to sign my first NDAs and I got to watch movies that like didn't have their special effects in them yet and get stuff that pops up and it's like VX shot here. And yeah, like that was really cool. And I got to meet really cool people like. I got to meet the producer for the Trailer Park Boys. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like, I got to meet like real people, like legit people who are like, you will never know our names, but we're doing like hard, hard work. Did you ever try to get a job with this company? Like after, I guess you must have, or what, what, what happened? I did. I tried. And I think it was, it was really nice of a guy I did my internship with because he was like, Unfortunately, we don't have anything for you right now because we're, we're small. That was his like whole thing of like we're small. And I tried my hardest. I was like, I'll get people coffee, like I'll sweep up around the office. And then he just looked at me and he was like, um, as soon as you start getting people coffee, that's all you're gonna do for the rest of your life. <laughs> He's like that's like uh, that's partly like, yeah. Right. And, and he was like, Don't don't settle for low-hanging fruit, like go out there. He's like, you want to be a director, so go out there and make a movie. Like, just make it. Somebody will think it's good. Like, nobody, no movie ever goes out there where everybody says it's bad. At least your mom will, like he told me, it's like, your mom will say it's good. And then next one, your mom and your dad will say it's good. And then after a while, it just becomes not the the fear of making the movie, it's just the fear of asking for more and more money from people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. wow, great point. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a good point it's good yeah good story i mean yeah, like I, I think a lot of the sorry, sorry Zach, i'll just go quickly say i think uh there, there's a there's a fundamental level 
to where every every bit of film advice kind of all roads connect back to this fundamental like monolith of just make the movie <laughs> like just go out there and make the movie like because it's because it sounds i know obviously like there's some people who are going to say like yeah that's ideal you know i'm super poor i can't afford it or whatever it is. and of course there's already there's a matrix of problems for every individual to navigate but just make the movie just do what you can and make the movie yeah. yeah i mean honestly part of me has always felt like every time the few times i have made like like fiction films outside the context of school I've always been like at the back of my mind, like even if this is absolute trash by the time we get to the editing room or by the time we see a final cut, maybe I can just lift a bunch of pieces out of it and make a fucking alternative experimental film and we'll just slap it and call it that. And you got like a movie. Yeah, yeah, there I mean, you got a fucking get an alternative film. You can throw it some festivals and at least have something that might have come out of it. I made I made a short film, like a little horror short film thinking and put it up on YouTube thinking, whatever, no one will ever see this you got to work really hard to find it and like within the first two days i was getting likes and like a dude commented and told me like how much he liked it and then immediately i was like i did it i did it <laughs> like I, I i did the first step mm-hmm. and yeah ultimately like after that I, I don't have like personally now now i don't have the fear of being like oh like no one's ever going to see this. Should I even really do it? Or now I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm chasing, I'm chasing thumbs up in YouTube comments now. And I'm like, oh, I got one last time. This one's going to get three. Like, come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. boiled uh, No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's the film Moss and I made together like two summers ago now. Yeah, we, we I think we've got like one comment on our video page for it, or our Vimeo page, like Did so. We? Yeah, we've got a comment. So we, you know, like I, I know exactly what you mean. Where it's like, you know, what you make something, and like, it reaches someone that you didn't know, and otherwise, like before you, it would have never reached that person until you actually did it and posted it there or shared it. However, you did. Yeah, and that is yeah. it. You know, like I've heard stories about guys who directed like rap music videos just for their friends, and then next thing you know, somebody. Some somebody somewhere sees the music video and goes, "Oh, this guy's good," and then boom, you're making an act like you're making a movie because of the music video. It's the so it's you really never know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On this note, which is like nicely a positive one at the end of this very long week. Um, <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? This is what, what's been going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's been happening over. Something's happened in the states, right? They've been having a party. Um, <laughs> um, we're gonna wrap up. But one thing I'll uh, another positive note. I guess Jesse, did you have any New Year's resolutions? Because the thing is, technically, it's still the first. At least as as we when we were recording this, this is still within the first week of twenty one. I I do I do I have tell us, tell us. I have a couple. I have I have one. I wanna I wanna write every day. Every nice day. every day nice. because. Like I found, especially last year, I had all the time in the world, and every time I'd sit down to write, I felt like it was like it was a pain. Like I didn't want to. Like, I wanted. I wanted to do it, but then as soon as I start, I'd be like, "Why am I doing this?" Like, ugh. But so this year, I'm I'm full on. I'm like I'm writing every day. Like I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. I don't care if it's two lines. I don't care if it's a page or it's fifty pages. Right, figure it out. 
and then like I also want this year I want to want to create as much as possible like if it's like two minute two minute iPhone videos or what I'm working on now or whatever like I want to I want to create as much as possible and that's that's it was my, Those my resolution. very very good new year's resolutions I uh very solid picks yeah. Okay, Moss, what are yours? Oh, I don't know. I, I can never keep to anything. I'm, I mean, I'm like, like, I'll, I'll say that I'll like, oh, yeah, this year, man. But like, like, I'm one of those guys who like, you know, he'll stay up in like, in his bed. And I'll be like, oh, my God, tomorrow, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up and then I'm going to and then like, I get up and I'm like, oh, man, I'm not doing any of those things that I said I was going to do. And so I don't usually tend to have New Year's resolutions. But I will say, I don't know if I'm going to keep to it. I doubt it. But so far, I've been reading every day. I've been trying to like read more than just like, like even like just comments on social media. Like I'm trying to read more, like at least one page or two pages from like a complicated book or even just any book, just any kind of like text that interests me. That's that's about it. We'll we'll see if I can even hold to that. That's like the one one of the only one of the only positive things I can say came out of 2020 for me was like i'd read a lot i've read a fucking lot more i read 26 books this year and i actually started keeping track of all the books i read over the year and like when i read them too i mean the most of them were just agatha christie murder mysteries because i want to read all her books but it fucking counts dude it, it counts. counts it always counts <laughs> yeah uh i'll end it with my resolution and we'll wrap this up uh i have i have fuck i had another resolution but i wrote it down i can't remember what it was but one resolution i want to actually specifically read more screenplays because like long term, like long term, my goal hopefully is to write for television. And like I've read, I have read screenplays a decent amount, but I don't make a habit of reading them. Like my go-to would be first to read a novel or just to watch the fucking movie itself for the television episode itself. But I'm gonna try to. My goal is to try to read either a two feature screenplays a month or b one feature screenplay and a pilot a month, one that I haven't read. And these don't even have to be produced necessarily. Just like ones that I haven't read, like they're the blacklist for at least their list is they're they're like thirty screenplays this year that they picked, and they're up on you can up you can find them anywhere. So I found I yeah. Google Drive. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's hopefully you, I haven't started any yet. So well, especially if you read some of the uh, some of like the screenplays for stuff that actually got made, where you start to you start to get a feel that. A lot of that stuff that got written down just never makes it. Yep. And <laughs> which I think is so cool, or it's completely different from from what happened. That's a yeah, great. Like, I read. I might steal that one. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Add I that read, to the list. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like a not terrible goal, even if all I do is read one feature, one pilot a month or something. Like, which I hopefully do. I mean, I read the first half of the Sopranos pilot, and that was fucking great. It was. You, do you watch the Sopranos? Oh yeah, I'm just you know, do you know what his original first name was supposed to be? Tommy. In the pilot, it's Tommy. It's not. Um, it's not. Uh, it's not Anthony. It's not Tony. It's they Tommy. made. They made the better choice with Anthony. I'll just. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah. like, yeah, Tony Soprano. That's a. That's a. It's I think a, that just, was written before they met James Gandolfini too, though, because originally it wasn't supposed to be James Gandolfini. It was supposed to be somebody else. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember well. who it was supposed to be, but I was told this story, and I can't remember. Don't quote me. I might be off, but like <laughs> James Gandolfini was not originally the first choice. Wow. Anyway, anyway, um, Jesse, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Oh, 
thank you so much for having me. Like I, I said to Moss, I uh, I always wanted to be on here, but I never wanted to. Oh, I didn't listen to our podcast. I, I didn't want to be the guy to ask. It was like <laughs> everybody has that friend who's like, have you on your podcast? Have you on your podcast? And then uh, I got the invite and I have never typed. Of course, I will be so fast in my life. Oh, right. thank <laughs> you. Thought, I was like, oh. flattered. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's so flattering. There's like there, I I have so many like uh like there's there's been times where people will be like no no like, like they're they're like so quick to be like no no absolutely not and I'm like oh I just, okay I just asked a prof, I'm not gonna say who but I just asked a prof from York like a month ago and my response was like no <laughs> there was more to it it was more than just no that was <laughs> knows. yeah yeah it was, was it was like a, it was a big no oh but boy. that's fine. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Yeah, we uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, you're a great yeah. guest. Thank you very much. Yeah. Good talk, everyone. And yeah, listeners, happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year, 2021. Man. It's yeah. Good yeah. <sighs> <laughs> start. Yeah. Let's let's hope it's a better one. Yeah. Fingers crossed. All right. I gotta go, guys. Okay. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. I Went to Film School is recorded in Toronto, Canada and produced by Zach Gladstone and Anthony Moss.